Coming to you live from the most powerful city in the world. Welcome to the Sideline Junkies. Sponsored by Anchor FM. Take it away, fellas. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Sideline Junkies. It's me. It's me. It's the big guy, KG. Piling in a mothership solo for right now. But soon, I'm going to ride by, scoop up BJ, scoop up Delonte, scoop up Junie, and we're going to give it to you like we only know how. Raw, rough, and unfiltered, baby. Start off real quick, NCAA. And just looking at brackets, man. Everybody's bracket is busted. The question is, how long has your bracket been busted? Because it's only one perfect bracket that has been submitted. And we're in the Sweet 16 coming up uh, this weekend, the 28th and the 29th, which is the East Regional. It's actually right here in D.C. You got LSU and Michigan State. You got Duke and Virginia Tech right here in D.C. So that's a big thing. Sideline Junkies hoping to be a part of that, make sure everything be right. But. Looking at the overall bracket, and for me personally, my bracket's been busted since first day. <laughs> I, I I just, I guess I made bad picks this year, but hey, if you listen to the sideline junkies, I stand by my picks. Another big thing that happened that came out of the beginning of this tournament, Tom Izzo was caught on video during the game yelling at his player Aaron Henry. And it set social media on fire. I, I I followed it on social media. When I seen it, I didn't see any problem with it. I didn't I, I didn't see where Tom Izzo did anything wrong. But a lot of people were saying, well, he's just like Bobby Knight. He never put his hands on him. Well, he had to be restrained. You don't understand the fire that's burning inside of Tom Izzo. The same fire that burns inside of a uh, 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 Phil Jackson, a uh, Pat Riley, you know, it, it's something about that old school coaching. So for all that think that Tom Izzo was wrong or he should be reprimanded, reprimanded for what having passion, did his player come out and say, did Aaron Henry or any other player come out and say, well, he makes me feel uncomfortable. He puts his hands on me. No, you can't coddle these kids. Especially in the college ranks, even in high school, you can't call them because you're, 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 you're putting them out into the world that's going to chew them up and spit them out, whether you're an athlete or not. So it, it really doesn't, you know, matter whether you play basketball, football, baseball, whether you don't play a sport at all. You can't coddle young men and young women. This world is not going to coddle them. This world is not going to take them to the side and say, okay, look, you messed up and put their arm around them. And, and oh, well, you got to look at this and you got to look at that. You can't do this. You can't do that. No, this world is going to smack them in the mouth. Not saying that Tom Izzo smacked them in the mouth, but he put his foot, his proverbial foot in his players behind, which you have to do. You can't just put your arm around him and be a player's coach. You'll never win. And Tom Izzo is one of the greatest college coaches. He's had success after success for the last, what, 20, 
five years, maybe longer, if I'm not mistaken. Don't have it in front of me right now. But I know as long as I can remember, and I got a pretty good memory, Tom Izzo has won at Michigan State. You don't say anything when Coach K goes off on his kids. So what's the difference between Coach K and Tom Izzo? Two great coaches. Now you said something with Bobby Knight. And Bobby Knight wound up losing his job behind that. Okay. And that was, whoo boy, nearly 20 years ago. But the comparisons between Tom Izzo and Bobby Knight, they don't make sense. He didn't put his hands on Aaron Henry. He didn't choke him. He didn't throw a chair at him. He didn't punch him. He was visibly upset. Aaron Henry looked like he was upset because whatever he did wrong, he upset the coach, but he was more upset at himself than he was upsetting the coach. So for all of those people on the interwebs, Twitter, Instagram, that think that that type of coaching needs to go the way of the dodo, go have a seat somewhere. Because obviously you've never been coached by a fiery coach. I was a grown man being coached by another grown man who was way older than me. But I guarantee you, if I messed up and I missed my assignment, I didn't pick the running back up out the backfield. I didn't get enough depth going back at free safety, and I let somebody get behind me, and they scored. I got my butt chewed off as a grown man. Did I cry? Did I say, man, he doesn't like me? He didn't get paid to like me. He got paid to coach me. He got paid to teach me my position, my game. To make me better. And it did. Not only did it make me a a better player. It made me a better man. Because I could take the criticism. I could take the harshness. But best believe. When the big guy KG. Was sitting back there picking off passes. When he was causing fumbles. When he was scooping up fumbles. And you seen the big guy go down the sidelines and score. The old man was right there happy. He gave me that praise. Didn't bother me. I didn't turn out bad. I I don't, I don't, I I mean, I didn't turn out to be a a, a, a insanely inhumane person or, you know, I, I have problems later on in life and things like that. No, no, I don't. (laughs) So me personally, and I, when I pick the fellas up on this, on this flight, I'll, I'll, I'll come back and I'll ask them. But me personally, I have no problem with it. I really don't. And if anybody wants to have a discussion with it, I say this all the time. The lines are open. Make yourself an anchor account if you're not already on anchor and you listen to us on another platform, whether it be uh, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, whatever. You can also send an email. But if you make the anchor profile, you can always call into the show and we can take and put, uh, you know, your, your two cents into this pot. Because I'm putting my two cents in. I wouldn't mind anybody else putting their two cents in. I would actually enjoy it. So would the fellas. So you want to get in touch about this topic or any other topic. You can always hit the email. SidelineJunkies247 at gmail.com You can hit us up on um, any one of the social media pages. Whether it be Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Doesn't matter. Because I'll let you know. Straight up. This type of coaching is what. These older kids need. Sometimes it needs to start a little earlier than high school and college. 
but it's needed. You got to show that, yeah, I want to win, but I want you to be the best you. I know what your skill set is. I don't want you to hold talent hostage. And, and that's what a lot of these young kids do. They do the bare bones minimum when they play and they hold talent hostage. They don't want to get in there and get dirty and rebound. Not saying this is the problem with Aaron Henry. I'm talking in general. But they don't want to get in there and rebound. Everybody wants to make sports center. They don't want to make the extra pass to get the basket. They want to take the shot when that's not your game. So you need to be coached up. Sometimes you have to be yelled at. Sometimes coach has to put his foot in your back pocket, proverbially. Not literally. Please don't take it like that. But it has to be done in order to make you a better player. Sometimes a better human being. To maximize your potential. That's why it's done. It's not done to rip you down and, 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 and tear you apart and make you feel bad about yourself. It's not done for that. People take it the wrong way. And these are people that have never been coached. And a lot of people, you ask them, where did you play ball at? Have you played any sport? Nah, I'm, I'm just an avid fan. Then if you've never played a sport and you've never played with an old school coach, even these new school coaches that, got the, that were taught by old school coaches got that old school feel. And they, they, they raise their voices, their players. Prime example. And I, I'm going to take it down a little bit further. My oldest son played football when uh, he was on the, the 9 and 10-year-old team at the time. And his sports basketball now. But at the time when he was in the football, he was on a 9 and 10-year-old team. So this was about six years ago. Seven years. And his coach would get on him because he missed a blocking assignment. Uh, he didn't, when he got the handoff, he didn't run through the right hole. He improvised when if he'd ran through the right hole, he would have picked up the first down instead of only getting three yards because it's designed that way. Did I get mad? Hey, coach, don't be talking to my boy like that. Don't talk to my son. That's my son. You're not his dad. No. I stood on the sideline and I watched because I was at nearly every practice. So I knew what the play was supposed to be. I knew what he was supposed to be. I knew what he was supposed to do. And when he didn't do it, and coach got in his behind. What was that? What you want me to say? Oh, coach. Yeah, you heard what coach. Nope. Ain't no need for no rebuttal. Dad ain't got nothing to say, son. You heard what coach said. Fix it. Did he cry? Did he say, man, I don't want to play here no more. I quit. Nah. He fixed it. That's what it, that's the whole point. It's 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 like a welder. No, if you're making a sword, you have to heat the metal up, right? Then you have to pound it out to form and shape it. Then you got to cool it off. Then you got to heat it back up again, pound it out and shape it. Then you got to smooth it. It's a process. And it's coaching and parenting and coaching. Sometimes it's the same thing because you have to raise your voice. You have to heat that, 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 that. That fire up. And, 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 and 
you got to heat your player up. You got to heat your child up. You got to fashion them out to where they're supposed to be. Then once you cool them off and smooth them out, next thing you know, you got. if you've seen some of the swords that are made, how beautiful they are, those are your players. Those are your children. You see what I'm saying? That's my whole point. If I lost you, I apologize. If I'm rambling, I apologize. It's just that I can't stand when someone has played a game. And we understand it. We played the game. But someone that hasn't played the game, hasn't been around these type of coaches, probably have never been yelled at before. Like, I'm sure you've been yelled at. But if it if it disrupts you to the point that you don't want to do the, 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 the task, you don't want to play the sport anymore, it's the wrong thing for you. I mean, me personally, it was always, yes, sir. That's it. And when you're a coach and you're digging in the whole team and you hit that solid whole room, yes, sir. Like, y'all got it. Then they go out and they execute as a coach. I just dug in y'all behind. And you just went out and executed. Whew. Gee, me Christmas. Mm. I'm going to swing by. We're going to pick up BJ. Hang tight. KG. Like, like, like I said, I was going to pick up BJ on this ride. What is going on, man? Nothing much, man. You joined me right around the time that I, I, I said that I was going to – I was talking about uh, Tom Izzo. And for those that weren't familiar about uh, the video that surfaced from the round of 32 where Tom Izzo was yelling at his player, Aaron Henry. And a lot of people on social media and Twitter and everything were all uh, bent out of shape because of a coach yelling at his player like that, saying that that type of coaching needs to go the way of the dodo. And I wanted to know what you felt about it. Well, first of all, I just want to make sure I'm sounding good because I'm on my cell phone. So am I good? Yeah, you sound perfect. Okay, good, good. Before I get into that. Now, this is, you know what, which age this is talking about Tom is on his coach. This is the participation trophy age where your third, fifth, sixth place, seventh place team are getting trophies. That These are the people that are talking about Tom is on his coaching. Okay. We, we talked about this as soon as it happened, and I have absolutely no problem with Tom Izzo doing what he did to that young man because when you play sports, when you play for, you know, Tom Izzo, when you play for Coach K, when you play for Roy Williams, Bill Self, these, these players with these top programs, they are perfectionists, and when they want something done – a certain way is because they've won. They've won national championships. They know what it takes. And when you step behind, you have to be corrected. And, and, and I told you this, I guarantee you that he won't do it again ever. I guarantee you that. Now, you know, like I said, the people that have I, I, KG, you got a young man aspiring to play basketball. I just had my, my junior and he, Tom Izzo will probably be gone by the time he's ready to play ball. But I would love for my son to play for Tom Izzo. Same here. 
because these are it's not we're not just talking about basketball we're talking about life lessons attention to detail when you go in the army when you go in the armed forces period that's what they teach you the little things add up making your bed cleaning your shoes cleaning your pistol doing things a certain way now i'm not comparing you know the two i'm just trying to make the similarities stand out in basketball, if you don't do the little things, you cannot compete at a championship level. I guarantee you that we could go back to the Duke-UCF game, which I picked UCF to win, and we can find numerous little things on both teams that if they did better or if they executed a play better, we're talking about a different outcome. So and, and I think that's – you know, without getting into what's wrong with today's kids, I think a lot of what's wrong with today's society is they're not willing to do the little things to get to the top. When you, he's a freshman, correct? Uh, I'm not totally sure, but I'll find out. Go ahead. Okay, I, I think I want to say he's a freshman. I, I I thought he was, but you know, even if he's not, it's just whatever whatever he did. <laughs> like I said, it, and, and you don't. Tom is a probably he's he's probably done it before in practice. He's probably done it before in a game, and this time it probably cost them a point or a turnover, or it, it did something to cost them something. And now, you know, it, it's like, you know, yelling at your son at this point. You got to remember these these coaches and the players they're around each other a lot. They, 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 you know, so a lot of these you know players are coming from you know urban cities where the father figure isn't there that is the father figure they gotta be hard on these kids man they, so they they did that he could teach his kids the little things matter do this the right way this the same thing you teach dario the same thing i'm gonna teach brian jr this is the way it has to be done and when they step out of line you gotta get them back in line exactly and I told as promised, the mothership has picked up Delante. What up? What up? Say, Bo, what's going on, baby? What's good? And not much, man. Trying to maintain. Hey, I hear that. Now we here talking about uh, Tom Izzo and Aaron Henry. Um, just talking about the the video that surfaced. We talked about it offline about uh, him being yelled at. By uh, Tom Izzo, and yes, he he's only nineteen years old. Exactly, exactly. Kevin, how many times you think this? This is not. I don't think because we know Tom Izzo. You know, we know Coach K. When they blow up, it's something that you've done repeatedly that they told you not to do. Exactly. Right. It, 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 and and that's what it is. And like I say, when you play for these guys. You have to know. I mean, they, you you don't know at, at at nineteen that you're playing for perfectionists and things, you know, have to be ran a certain way. You know, that's why certain teams are always at the top. So, like I said, I promise you that he will not do it again. Just anybody that that, that finds that a problem in that, and one of the analogies I made is not only like you say it that you know that. Tom Izzo is a father figure to a lot of kids, but 
not only is he preparing you for the next level of basketball, but he's preparing you for life also. Yes, sir. And I think people miss that. They 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 see the sports aspect and they miss the the the, the life aspect. Yeah, I agree with you a hundred percent. I just I I don't know. I mean, Delonte, what you think about it, man? Do you do you think it was overboard or you think it was right on time? I think it was right on time. I think, you know, um the player, you know, he wasn't playing up to his ability, so as though he had to, you know, chuck him. You know, it, it's just like um but a lot of coaches do that. Um I myself when I played um boys and girls club, you know, you know, or when I ran track in a uh, high school, college, um, summer track, you know, if I was out of line, my coach, he, he would chuck me, you know. So you need that. And, and it shows that the coach cares because if he don't care, you know, he'll just let it just roll off his shoulder and just keep letting you make mistakes. So I didn't see anything wrong with it. Now, I'm, I'm going to say this. Um Looking at the whole situation, if, if if it was another player, let's say it was Fred Hoiberg's son, Jack Hoiberg, would there still be this much of an outcry? No. No. No, I, it wouldn't be because, it, it, you know, how, how this country is, it would just be, you know, him showing him tough love. We, we know how the narratives change when the skin color change. But, you know, like we said, now you're talking to three – black men that have played sports, you know, and I think everybody's gotten chewed out. Mm-hmm. So, oh, yeah. you know, when you look at that, the first thing I said when he, when I saw that, I said, what did he do? Mm-hmm. I still haven't went back to the game. I wanted to know exactly what he did. So, and, and, and here's another thing. Everybody's coaching style is different. If that's, if that's Leonard Hamilton at uh, Florida State, that's not it's not the same reaction. Right. If that's Urban Meyer coaching Ohio State, he's gonna be plumb in the face. That he's gonna blow up. Coach K blows up. You know? Uh uh, uh Scott Brooks here. He you know, he, he gets animated sometimes, but it's not on that level. You know, you you know, you can't really do that at this level unless you you know your name is I mean, what coach can get away with that on the pro level? Man. Not any that's in the league right now. I mean, I've seen Phil Jackson do it. Yeah, Phil Jackson. Okay, Phil Jackson, Riley. We're talking about a, a select few names. Uh, Red Arback. Larry Brown. Larry Brown. We're talking about a select few people that can chew you out at a pro level. So, But guess what you just named? What? Winning Hall of Fame co- uh, uh, coaches. Exactly. Exactly. So – I think I think it you know like like everything in in 2019 and the social media age everything is you know blown out of proportion. You can look at it from 40 different angles. You can hear the audio. You know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, you weren't able to hear the audio. You would have saw it from one angle. It would have been done. You know, so yeah. First topic to start off though. How I know my bracket was busted the first day. What about you guys? Oh, it was it was trash. Um, I, I was I was in there partying until um round second round, and after that, it was a wrap for me. 
Yeah. I had I had Maryland making it to I, – I wanted them to make it to D.C. I felt like, you know, because they had to win two games to play the, the, the D.C. Uh, – the game in D.C. So, I, but – and not, not saying that as a Maryland fan, I really thought they had a good enough team to get to D.C. They're streaky at times. I kind of thought they got robbed at the end. I think, you know, the, the – um, uh, the, the, I forgot his name, but I I I do believe he traveled. He did, yeah. And, did. and it was kind of disappointing for them not to call it because they had been so tough calling, traveling, and everything else the whole game. So to miss that, I, I kind of you know I was disappointed in that. So, but like I told you, you know, a couple of minutes ago, I picked UCF to beat Duke, and they came within two baskets of beating them. I thought they had a really good team, and not just. Um, What's the tall boy name? Uh, uh, Taco Fall. Taco. Yeah. And, and not just because of him. I thought they had a, a good overall team, you know. And then, you know, they, they you know, like always, that type of team is the underdog. And when you're the underdog, you always the underdog. That, that so for some teams, you, you fold under pressure. But I think they play very well with that. So. Well, speaking of the Sweet 16, uh, of course, our sideline junkies should be in the house this weekend. Uh, D.C. Capital One Arena, Duke versus uh, Virginia Tech. That's the second game. You got LSU versus Michigan State. That's your first game. That starts at 7. Duke game starts at 9.30. Uh, real quick, I mean, I already know with B.J. going with, with the Duke game. Uh, Delonta, who you taking Duke, Virginia Tech? Uh, I got Duke. I got Duke. I, I think um, that UCF game, that was a learning lesson for them. So I think um, they'll, they'll respond well, they'll, they'll, and they'll come out and win. All right. Uh, LSU, Michigan State. Ah, Michigan State. I mean, LSU, come on, man. I mean, you know, gutsy win, you know, yada, yada, yada. Not hating, but they can't hang with Michigan State. Man. Yeah, I think I'm a. I think I'm a roll with Michigan. Now, State. just for those that don't know, uh, BJ's not picking Duke. No, nah, I mean, I don't, I don't. I don't want you to put it like that because they're a good team. You know what I mean? And that it is what it is with them. <laughs> you know, you you can you know pick against them if you want to, but you know it'd be. Uh, Unrealistic as a basketball fan to just think they're going to, you know, just you know fall. They're 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 a good team, and they they can find different ways to win. It's flexible, so you know. No, no, it's not hate, but I mean the thing is that's like me picking uh, uh, USC in any college football game. I'm not picking USC for anything. (laughs) I pick USC to lose. Like I, I, to be oh, quite honest, man. yeah. BJ say it's no hate. I hate USC. Oh, I hate you. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, I recognize the I, talent I they have, but that don't that don't change the the, the 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 feeling towards them. You know what? I was sad to see you know Maryland leave the you know ACC. You know, we all know it's a yeah. financial game, but you know to play Duke twice a year and to play Carolina twice a year. You know, people that don't understand, you know, to get a win off of that, that's a scrappy, uh-huh. tough win. You know what I mean? That's 
that's that's that Duke beat Maryland, North Carolina beat Maryland. That's a given. But when Maryland come out victorious, yeah. it meant something. You know, they fought for that win. You know what I mean? That you go back to the the Gary Williams led championship, they fought for that. You know, it means more. We we don't land five star recruits. You know, back to back to back. We we don't. It's not something Maryland does. So, you know, though it just, I'd rather play the best and, and lose. You know, but man, that's I agree happens. with you there. Yeah. Now out west, you got Gonzaga versus uh, FSU. Who y'all taking? Ooh, I got and Gonzaga. Yeah, they number one out west. Ooh, uh, I'm I'm gonna ha- I'm gonna have to go with FSU because FSU FSU mm-hmm. played Duke tough. FSU played Duke tough, and I think you know having that taste in their mouth and it, you know it might motivate them a little bit. You know, I think FSU. I don't want to say they played better competition, but I think I think. I think the competition's a little bit, a little bit stiffer for FSU. I mean, it, you know, mm-hmm. we're talking about the ACC, right? So, ah, I'm going with FSU. No, no, no disrespect to Gonzaga, but I, I, I'm having to take FSU. I want to go FSU really, really bad, but I'm gonna go Gonzaga. I, I, that's, I got Gonzaga making the Final Four, but they're gonna lose to Duke, and I'm taking Duke and Michigan State. So. I don't, I don't know, man, because, you know, um, I'm not sure if you can, if you both can recall, but, you know, Gonzaga, um, they beat Duke. Yeah. Uh, no Zion. Yeah. Well, no, they did have Zion. Oh, yeah, but you know what? Gonzaga lost their last game of the season to St. Mary's. Yeah. They got they got that loss they, because they had that bitter taste of that last loss to St. Mary's. Uh, but see, I don't, I don't see. I hate, I hate judging wins and losses like that because the Terps had a couple of bad losses, and any given night a team could go. You know, you see it all the time. I forgot. Uh, y'all had to forgive me. The names and the teams forget me. But the boy was on five from three point land the first round, and the second round it just went went ice cold, mm-hmm. and that, and it happens. It's you know what I'm saying, especially in college, college, you know. You get your crowd behind you, or you just, you know, you get that adrenaline going, and you're playing a top team, and somebody gets hot, and it it, it happens, it, you know, it's it just happens, you know, you you're the big dog in town. It's easy to be like, oh, they, it's just a, you know, St. Mary's, you know, we yeah. beat them with the bench, and then they come out and you know one two punch you, and you looking around like, you know. You look like Chris Tucker, <laughs> like who hit me? <laughs> and you know, what I'm saying now and now instead of cruising to a win, yeah, you're down by twelve points. You're sweating a little bit. They hit another three. You know, so every time you cut it to nine, they hit another three. So it's you know, true indeed. Yeah. All right, down south you got Virginia versus Oregon. Yeah, I got, I got Virginia oh, too. I got, uh, I'm gonna take Oregon for the upset. Ooh, you're you not know, even gonna man. stay with the homers, man. Nah, I'm, nah, I'm, I'm gonna roll with, with Oregon for the upset. Uh, Purdue, Tennessee. 
Uh, Purdue. Ten, uh, ten, I'm not. I'm not impressed with Tennessee. Okay. Yeah, I kind of. I, I, I'm gonna have to toss this one up. I'm kind of with Delonte. I, Tennessee ain't, you know, my socks ain't mm-hmm. sweating when I say Tennessee. So I, I'll toss that one up. All right, this gonna be a. I think this is gonna be a, a straight bomb burner. UNC Auburn. You said UNC oh, and who? Man. Auburn. We'll go with UNC, oh. but it's going to be close. Ah, I'm gonna have to take UNC. I think. I, I think at the end of the day, we talking about. We all talking about UNC. You deeper, deeper team, more talent. You know what I'm saying? And we we see it in college football all the time. When you're deeper, and you, you know the you can stay with them for a little bit, but when they turn on the burners, is Kiss uh, we didn't get Texas Tech, Michigan. Yeah, that's the, uh, the, the other West game in the uh, Speed 16. What's that? What's, who, who's uh, who's right high? Texas Tech is three. Michigan is two. That's two versus three. Uh, I think we'll go with uh, Michigan. Oh, man. Um, I'm going to go with Texas Tech. And last but not least in the Midwest, Kentucky versus Houston. Uh, I'm going to go with Houston. I'm going to take Kentucky in that one. And just like I promised, the mothership has swung by and picked up Junie. What's up, brother? Junie. I'm here, baby. What's Dude, the deal, what's fellas? How y'all on? guys doing? Man, Pretty good, man. Pretty good. Love it. Just talking a little college basketball. Uh, we got into – let me ask you this first. How how busted was your bracket? So what? Uh, I had to turn my <laughs> whole bracket up. Heard, heard, turn, turn the whole paper up. And we got into a little uh, NCAA. We talked about uh, Tom Izzo. And I'm not sure if you've seen the video of him yelling at Aaron Henry. Now. Fellas, fellas, before y'all go any further, I got to excuse myself out. Um, appreciate y'all, fellas. I got to get ready. No. Don't <laughs> leave. I know, man. No. And call. And my job, I don't want to hear nothing about my podcast. So. <laughs> Hey, fellas, keep it going strong. I'll talk to y'all. Uh, A.B., hey, hey, your job will be getting What's your up? autograph one day, but have a good night at work. Hey, man, I, I'm behind you 100%. Everybody. My man, deep. All right. Peace. And you, we, we, we talked. Now, you've you been a former player yourself, Junie. Tom Izzo yelling at uh, Aaron Henry. I mean, is that good or bad in your eyes? It's old school coaching. That's that's all I'm saying, and that's that exact words. I'm talking about verbatim. That's exactly what I said. It's old school coaching. Oh man! All right, fellas, let's take our first break of the night. Uh, we're gonna come back. We got 
a little NFL news to get into. Um, no. Yeah. Got to jump into this NFL because we got a, a big story that broke yesterday. So we we need to go ahead and cover that because I got a couple questions for you guys. And I, I need y'all to really dig into this one. But this sponsor coming up, this is a new sponsor. So if you guys ever need a tux for a wedding, reception or whatever, I knew a sponsor can hook you up. This one right here called the Black Tux. We'll be right back. All right, Pete. And just like that, we right back like we never lived. Hey, Delonte. Yes, sir. We 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 did NCAA. And you didn't even sing one shining moment, man. <laughs> I mean, I I, I I was hoping that you was going to sing one shining moment. You know what? Junie come back. Junie got to sing one shining moment. He got to do the Luther version, though. Because, <laughs> dang, hey, Junie. You, you got to sing one shining moment, man. <laughs> I think you ran out of the studio now. <laughs> okay, I'm back. All right, now, you got to sing one shining moment. We didn't sing one shining moment last segment. Huh? You know, you, the NCAA championship song that they do every year, you got to sing one shining moment, man. You and Delonte got to sing, got to sing that. Before the championship game. Before the championship game? Yeah, before the championship game. All right, y'all should know the words by then. I was going to say, right? Now, NFL hot news. Now, this is NFL 3 and out here, baby. First down. Rob Gronkowski. Highest, man, after nine years. I mean, it, we kind of knew it was coming. But, geez, man, I, I didn't think it was going to come like this. But what you fellas think about that? Is he a Hall of Famer with his numbers? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you can't you can't deny he is. You know, he, he might be like your typical frat boy, but he's definitely a Hall of Famer. Hey, I'm going to tell you all something. The other day when he announced his retirement, I looked at his highlights. Gronk was a true beast, man. And being the AFC with him, I didn't like him. But the guy's a true beast. Yes, he is Hall of Famer. Hall of Fame material, yes. Okay. 29 years old, basically uh, pulled a Jim Brown. Retired after nine years. Uh, out of Arizona, second-round pick in 2010. Three-time Super Bowl champion, five-time Pro Bowler. Four-time uh, first-team All-Pro, NFL Comeback Player of the Year in 2014, NFL Stevens Touchdowns Leader in 2011. In college, he was a third-team All-American in 2008, first-team All-Pac-10 in 2008. I mean, everything you you look at his highlights, everything screams Hall of Famer. But when we pull up those numbers, 521 receptions, 7,861 yards. And 79 touchdowns. Now, that, 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 the, the news of his retirement is first down, second down. Where would, if he's a Hall of Famer, where would you rank him among all-time tight ends? How about that? Uh, uh, 
I mean, he do have a, a few rings to his credit. Um, he's at, he's taken over a few games, big games at that. Um, I, I I'm not gonna put him top five. I probably won't put him top ten. I probably put him top twenty all the time. Man, I'm about to go top five. That that guy, man, is a, is a true beast. He's unstoppable. And like I said, you look at some of his highlights, man. I didn't like Gronk because he played for New England. And I didn't like New England, but got to get credit where credit is due. I got to give him top five. Well, I, I'll say this. I can't give him top five. The only reason why I can't give him top five because I got several players ahead of him. And their numbers, I mean, you got, of course, Tony Gonzalez. Most definitely. Uh, a, a man that we're all familiar with, but Delonte, you're familiar with him a lot more than we are, and that's Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp. Sharp. Yes, uh, then, you know, I'm not even going to say the water gets cloudy because you still got to worry about Dave Casper. You have to worry about uh, 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 my, my, my cousin tells me to put Kellen Winslow into that category, so we'll put Kellen Winslow into that category. Um, we'll put Jerry Smith into it, Ozzie Newsom. Like I, I, I can name plenty of players that are going to be better than him, you know, overall. So I, I it's just I, I got a hard time calling him a Hall of Famer. That's my problem, and I, I'll, I'll say that I got a hard time calling him a Hall of Famer. I don't see how. Our first ballot Hall of Fame, I should say. Go to YouTube and look at some of his highlights. You will change your mind. Yeah, but highlights ain't ain't what what gets you into the Hall of Fame. Okay, Okay, let's play the Super Bowl game. All the guys you named, who got the most Super Bowls? Well, him and uh, Shannon Sharp are tied with three. Mm -hmm. So how how many Super Bowls Gonzalez got? I know it's not all about Super Bowls. No, it's not. No, uh, Gonzalez has none. Hey, let me tell you something, man. I'm, I'm just going to say this. Gronk was unstoppable due to his size. Mm-hmm. The guy was unstoppable. And like, like I said, I'm going to stop saying it over and over, but I looked at his highlights. He stretched that. He, he stiffed arm guys to knock him to the ground, man. I mean, the guy just... From his side, I man, he's just a, he's just a beast. I, I'll give you that. I, I will give you that. It's just I'm not taking anything away from him. I'm not saying that he wasn't a monster. I'm not saying he wasn't a beast. It's I I I just I can't say first ballot. I mean, because me, I'm trying to take rings out of it. Because if we if we went by rings and everything. Robert Ory would be the greatest basketball player that ever played. I mean, well, I'm sorry. He'd be the greatest of our generation. Bill Russell would be the greatest basketball player that ever played because he got 11 rings. Right. But we got we, we, we to take rings out of it. If you took rings out of it, let's say he didn't have any rings, but he still had those impressive highlights, but didn't have those rings. Would he still be a Hall of Famer? Now that's a good question. Matter of fact, I don't care what y'all say. Heath Miller is on top. 
<laughs> I, I, I'll take that. <laughs> now, looking at Ozzie Newsom's numbers, Ozzie Newsom is considered one of the greatest tight ends ever. 662 receptions, 7,980 yards, and 47 receiving touchdowns. But he's considered one of the greatest ever. The greatest uh, tight ends ever. And, I mean, you can't, I mean, you can't really deny that because he kind of sort of, he played in three different eras. Well, three different decades. He played in the 70s, the 80s, and the 90s. And then you got Tony Gonzalez, who revolu- I think Tony Gonzalez and Shannon Sharp revolutionized the tight end position. And uh, Tony Gonzalez, 1,325 receptions, 15,127 yards, and 111 receiving touchdowns. Him and Antonio Gates. <laughs> I think that those are your, your your revolutionaries when it comes to the tight end position. Not taking nothing away from Gronk, but you know, that's just my opinion. It may be an unpopular opinion, but it's mine. So, you quiet over there, Delonte? What you got, man? Uh, I don't have. I mean. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm biased. You know, I definitely say Shannon Sharp is, is that dude. Um, but Grunt, I know I said top twenty. Uh, I was, I was actually quiet because I was rethinking that. Um, I might have to bump it up and go top ten all time. Like not only was dude big, you know, it's Andy Court, damn near everything throwing to him. He was fast too. He was fast, and he had, and he had moves. Nice little juke move. You know, he needed to get a couple extra yards to either get the touchdown to get the first down. He'll juke the idea of cleats, man. Yeah, that's true. So I got to go um, top 10 all the time. Tight ends. I'll move it, and I'll say top 15. But I'm not going to say first ballot Hall of Famer. I'll say second time around. And it's got to be – I'm not gonna say a weak class because I, I think he'll he'll steal the show when 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 he goes in the Hall of Fame he'll go into the Hall of Fame but it won't be first ballot but when he goes in he's gonna steal the show so it's not gonna be he's gonna be the headliner of the class All right that's how I feel on with the third down Robert Kraft apologized for solicitation of a prostitute and basically gonna have the charges dropped. What y'all fellas think about that? Now, mind you, now before y'all start, this plea deal was given to everybody, every gentleman that was caught up in the sting. So, let me hear what y'all got to say about that. Um, I would, um, hmm. oh, let me think on that. Uh, you can go ahead, Joni. I feel like all this happened at the right time. All this happened at the right time. Uh, his court date and everything because, uh, as you all know, Jesse Smollett, all his charges were just dropped today also. Mm-hmm. So uh, it couldn't have came at a better time. So if you did something wrong, Kevin, I think, you know, all your charges might have been dropped today also. So... That's it. 
I, 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 I kind of, I, I feel the same way. I feel the same exact way. It's, it's something going on, something not right. But everybody's getting plea deals and getting charges dropped. I'm just like, okay. But the simple fact that I, now I want to know how it escalated from solicitation of a prostitute to human trafficking and all this other stuff. But then one thing that doesn't surprise me is that the charges would drop. That that part didn't surprise me at all. I kind of figured that was going to happen once certain things start coming out and the owner of the massage parlor was tied to a certain person mm. and they were photographed with that certain person. So, you know, that certain person has visited that massage parlor allegedly. So I kind of figured that everything was going to be dropped and being Robert Kraft being cool with that certain person. I kind of figured it was all going to be swept under the rug anyway. Mm-hmm. So that's just my thoughts. I guess we can't name that certain person. No, nah, we not we not gonna name. I, I I won't even give him the satisfaction of speaking his name. Okay, tell me offline. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you might well go ahead and drop Bill Cosby or R. Kelly charges, but anyway, on to the next subject. Is it? Did we get the first down? <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh my goodness! I want to know what the NFL is gonna do. How about, How about that? that? How is he? How is he going to be disciplined by the NFL? Is he going to be held to the same standards that players who have off-the-field issues are held to? Is he going to have to pay a fine, serve a suspension, something? Is he going to have to meet with Roger Goodell? You know, Roger Goodell works for him, but, I mean – isn't there a, a morals clause between all the owners? I mean, shouldn't the owners vote on whatever punishment he should get? I mean, something. Come on now. Oh, definitely. Got yeah, it, 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 it'll be something like he can't have any dealings with the team from like a certain amount of weeks, maybe three or four weeks probably, you know, if they come down to it. I don't I don't know, man. It's It's a slippery slope. But it, it doesn't surprise me. How about that? But in my opinion, the whole situation to begin with, it seemed like it was blown out of proportion. Oh, well, we got him on tape and he, he got service at a massage parlor. Dude, what do you go to a massage parlor for outside of getting a massage? Come on now. Right. I'm being real. This the sideline junkies. We give it to you raw and unfiltered. I don't have a filter. You go to a massage parlor. You get a massage. You might get a happy ending. Mm-hmm. Ah, that's what you go for. Jesus, man. I just, I, but then it was just, oh, because it was Robert Kraft, it was blown out of proportion. I really don't. I didn't see the, the problem. Once you th- start throwing human trafficking in it, that's where the problem came in, but yeah, I didn't see him go and, and kidnap girls from other countries and bring them over here and force them into anything. How did how did he know? Right. Uh, all right, fellas, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm gonna calm down. We're gonna take one more break, and then we going into the NBA. I mean, we got a few things that to, to, to jump into with the NBA, but take this final break. Be right back. All right. 
us again, right back like we never left. Uh, jumping in the NBA, you know, Chris Bosh got his number one retired tonight in Miami. He deserved it. Yeah, uh, looking at some of his highlights, I mean, I, I gave, I gave him a hard time playing in Miami because I was like, he could have been so much better in Miami if he was the the Chris Bosh from Toronto. Right, and he, he's an animal in Toronto, but he played a role that was needed to be played. So. I mean, it's sad to see a player that loves the game so much, but is forced to retire, and they still got a little something to contribute. So he got his jersey retired tonight. Pat Riley said nobody else will wear the number one in Miami. So I love the respect. I love the respect. Yes. Outside of him, I'm I'm trying to remember who else didn't. Who else have the Miami Heat? Other than Michael Jordan, but I don't know anybody else that they retired their numbers. Let me check. Let me check. But I hope they retired. Uh, I think they allowed, uh, retired uh, Alonzo Mourning. And I'm maybe, let me see, Chris Bosch, Tim Hardaway. They retired 13 for Dan Marino. Uh, 23 for Michael Jordan. 32 for Bill O'Neill and 33 for Alonzo Mourning. So they did, they, they have a couple of retired numbers. Okay. All right. Uh, not sure if you've seen it. Um, the, 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 the injury to Joseph Nurkic last night. No, I didn't, man. I heard you talking about it. Now, who, no, who he played for? He plays for Portland. He's a center for Portland. Last night, um, in Portland, he had now mind you, he was having a monster of a game. And he had thirty, I think it's thirty-two and sixteen. And he went to go get a rebound. And when he went to go get a rebound, I mean, I seen <laughs> and the wild part about it, he was drafted by the Bulls. <laughs> but I seen the video, and I was looking at the video for a different reason. I was looking at the video because uh, some people online were saying that they wanted the referee fired because wow. uh, <laughs> after he broke his leg, he was laying, he actually snapped his leg in half, going for a rebound, and looking at the video, I mean, you hear the pop and see him drop. And then he's laying there, and his, you know, he's on his back. His left leg is pointing almost downward. His foot is almost pointing downward. And as he's laying there, he's writhing in pain. The referee went to go step over him and he kicked the leg that he just broke. He kicked him right on the foot. So a lot of people was like, why would he try to step over? Why wouldn't he go around him? So And they were playing the Brooklyn Nets last night. And he had 32 and 16 at the time of the injury. So that must have been fourth quarter almost over with the, the, double uh, overtime. Those double overtime. So I'm I, so sorry for that. Yeah, it, it, it's sad. And uh, Dame Dollar said he walked over to Damian Lillard. He walked over. And he he was like everybody turned around real quick. He said he went to go walk, and it just it turned his stomach. But everybody, I mean, everybody took to Twitter last night to send prayers. Um, just get well wishes. 
everything. And we at the sideline junkies do the same thing. I mean, we get well soon, big fella. Just don't rush it. Take your time coming back. Rehab. Do what the doctor says. Wow. It's just, I mean, to see something like that. And I've seen a lot of injuries. I've seen Paul George's injury. I've seen Gordon Hayward's. Uh, Alex Smith in person. Yeah, we seen Alex Smith in person. That, and when I told BJ about, it, he said, "Man, I've seen it too many times." And I'm, I'm like, "Yeah, you, you just, you don't want to see nothing like that." And it's, it's, it's sad to see because you, you wouldn't think. Go ahead, Jim. It's like it's been happening a lot lately. I know it's a freak accident, but it's like it's a lot, a lot. Man, it's been happening a lot. Yeah, it's so sad to see that, man. I'm so sorry. Like I said, man, we gonna keep him in our prayers. Sideline junkies. Yeah, it, it, absolutely. And it has been happening an awful lot. And I, I mean, I'm gonna have to look at the numbers on it. But BJ said this ain't the first time that this happened in Portland. For real? I, yeah, this is not. It's happened more than once in Portland. And I mean, I remember it happened back in the day. You remember Portland used to have a a curse on their big man. When they drafted Sam Bowie, and Sam Bowie never lived up to his potential. He broke his leg, what, twice? Playing for Portland? Uh, and who Craig else Oden? Huh? Who else did it hurt their leg after that in Portland? Greg Oden. <laughs> uh, I think BJ said Paul George hurt. He broke his leg. And they, were playing, they were playing the Olympic Games in Portland. They Man, were playing their tune-up games in Portland. And he broke his leg in Portland. And I'm just like, man, I... I got to double check to make sure, but geez. Well, that's one place I'm going to scratch off my list for vacations. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Sorry to hear that. And, you know, we we, we got listeners in Portland, and I I know – uh, Lou Paul, I know, I know you, you're a Portland fan. I know you listen, man. I, I know that's a tough blow. And last night, that win uh, put Portland in the playoffs. Good. So, but it's no timetable on him coming back. Um. Okay. No, Paul George might have broke his leg in Vegas. Okay. That might have been. That might not have. That, that was in Vegas. Okay, good. Yeah, that was Las Vegas. So, no, that wasn't uh, Portland. That was Las Vegas. But, I mean, just the the simple fact around the league, the last few years you're seeing a lot of players break ankles and break legs. And you, you don't expect that so much in the NBA. You know, the NBA. Uh, you expect things like that in the NFL, uh, maybe even in hockey. But, I mean, they wear so much protection, lower body in hockey. But you don't expect that in the NBA. I just – I agree. Whew. I'm trying to see if I even want to look at the video, but I don't think I want to see it. I don't think you want to either. Yeah. Another big news that – big piece of news that came out in the NBA um, – the Lakers have officially been eliminated from the playoffs. This is the first time in 14 years 
that the king will not grace the second season. That's 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 that don't even sound right to me. And guess what? I think was it the eight, either eight or nine seasons in a row, he went to the finals. Yeah. Now this year he's not gonna make the playoffs. They say that this season will be the first season. Hold on, let me let me let me pull this up and, and, and get it right. Right. This will be the first season that LeBron James, Shaquille O'Neal, uh, Michael Jordan, or Kareem Abdul-Jabbar will not be in the playoffs. Wow. So from 1976 to 2019, you had one of those big names in the playoffs every year. And there's some... Yeah, it is. I, I, I mean that's 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 crazy. That is absolute. That's forty three years of Kareem, Michael, Shaq, LeBron in the playoffs every year. Now, mind you, you got the the the, the two years Michael took off after ninety eight. And he came back, well, three years that he took off after the 98 season. And he came back in 01. But you still had Shaq in the playoffs those three years. Right, exactly. Uh, then the years that Shaq didn't make it, 2003, what, we saying 14, 2005 on, LeBron has always been in the playoffs. Man. Man, this is, this is crazy. This is absolutely crazy. This is bonkers. This is wild. But the King gave Laker fans something to hang their hat on. I, I think it's good. He's saying this storm won't last long, pretty much. And I, I, I like the sentiment that he put out there because he, he's not giving up. Now, he could honestly say, you know what, trade me. Now, what he says, yep. is, believe me, Laker Nation, the spell won't last much longer. I swear the marathon continues. That right there. He could easily say, you know what? trade me. I don't want to be here. And he could walk away from the whole thing. And they could get probably half a farm and, and, and a couple cows too back for, for LeBron. You probably get a, a New York City high rise. But <laughs> he he's deciding to ride it out. And I think if he takes a, he needs the rest. Now if I'm wrong, tell me I'm wrong, Junior. He I was needs just the rest. Same thing. He's gonna you just made his offseason just rest, man. And then start tuning his body back up a little later, but get some rest first. Yeah. I agree wholeheartedly. Wholeheartedly. Um but hey, uh see who you can you know, Lance Stevenson is is gonna be a free agent this summer. They don't resign him, Rondo couple of other guys, but the guys that you know are going to be there, I hope to see them working out with LeBron and them guys getting a rapport together, putting that stuff from February last month, trade deadline behind them. And they're saying, look, we can work together and let's get this done. That's all I hope to see. Yeah, and that make a big difference, man, when they start going practice together, learning each other's moves, learning each other's speed. Everything get on the same page, man. It'll be dangerous. Yeah, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. And when you build up that type of chemistry, 
and you build it in the offseason, once you start the season, you're going to start off on a run. Yes, sir. So, last but not least, now this is supposed to be Dwayne Wade, a.k.a. Father Prime's last season. But the way he's balling, do you think he got something else left in the tank to come back for another two, maybe three years? Man, I think he does have it, man. He's been throwing down, man. He's been showing off. I mean, geez. It, you know, Delonte has said it. You've said it. I've said it. BJ said it. We've all said it. Father Time is undefeated. But the way yes, things sir. is looking, the way things is looking, it look like Father Prime might beat Father Time. I don't know. I agree. I agree. Just looking away, just the way it looks. Ah, so, I guess that'll be the end of the Tuesday night flight. Don't want to hey, hold one it. More thing. Yes, one sir. more thing. Vince, Vince Carter ain't let off the gas pedal yet either now. No, you know what? I'm glad you said that. No, sir. Do you realize we've been watching Vince Carter play basketball? Since 1996 at UNC, that's crazy. 23 that years, I believe. Crazy. Maybe longer than wow. that. That is awesome. See. So yes. So to answer your question, yes, Dwayne Wade can still do it if he wanted to. No, I take that back. We've been watching Vince Carter play at North Carolina since 1995. Wow, and he's still getting it. Yeah. 1995. We've been watching Vince Carter for 24 years. Mm, mm, mm. And I, I said something to uh, Professor Lucky a couple weeks ago uh, when we were talking about the 93 North Carolina. I think I said it uh, the last show we had last last week's Tuesday show about if um, the guys from the 93 team uh if Rasheed Wallace would have stayed, Rasheed Wallace, uh, George Lynch, Rich Fox, all those guys would have stayed, they would have overlapped with Vince Carter, Antoine Jameson, and they would have probably formed the best, for one year, Jerry Stackhouse, the, the best North Carolina squad ever. Right, right. Because you had so many future uh, NBA players Vince Carter is going to be a Hall of Fame, Hall of Famer. Uh, someday down the line, I think Jerry Stackhouse is going to be a Hall of Famer. Rasheed Wallace right. is going to be a Hall of Famer. Antoine Jameson is going to be a Hall of Famer. You know, you would have got all of these guys. Just man, I shoot thinking about that. Nineteen ninety-five. Man, that's crazy. You know what I was doing in 1995? Hey. I was a freshman in high school. Yeah. I've been watching Vince Carter play ball since my freshman year of high school. How about that? I'm sorry. And if you want to get technical with it, if it was 90, if, if it was late 95, it was my freshman year. But that means he was class in 95. Him and Kobe, class That's in right. 95. Yeah. No, Kobe was class in 96. Right, not six. Right, right. So, yeah, man, gee, me Christmas. 
don't get no better than that. And he's not slowing down. I don't. I wonder if this is going to be his last season for real. Because he said he's going to retire, and he's always picked up with another team. And you, dang, Vince Carter still playing? He come off the bench yep. and give you 15. Exactly. So. <sighs> Guess we'll go ahead and land the mothership um, Thursday for the Thursday night throwdown. Uh, we didn't get to it last week. I say we still get to it this Thursday. Uh, top 10 boxes, no matter – Regardless of weight class, we're gonna do our top ten boxes. You down with that, Junie? That's right. With the root. All right, we'll do our top ten boxes on Thursday. Uh, now that's regardless of weight class. We just gonna give it to you and, and debate about that for a little bit and whatever headlines come across the wire. Of course, we're gonna be preparing for the Sweet Sixteen and everything else. Um, cause what? Let me see. What is the Sweet 16 is the 28th and the 29th. Right. For, oh, all the games are 28th and 29th, huh? All of them, yeah. Uh, now, when that's a uh, hold on, is that Thursday or Friday? I thought that because day 26. Okay. I, I know that the Washington ones are that's Friday night. I think you know, right. everything I'm watching is Friday night, if I'm not mistaken. So that's cool. That's that's good for us because sideline junkies, that's home right there. That'll be a Capital One Arena. Sideline junkies gonna be there, in there. Yes, sir. So you see the the black, blue, and them yellow and that logo. You see us holding that up. You know we there. Nine times out of ten, you'll hear my big mouth. So, <laughs> <laughs> as always, Junie, I'm always happy, man. I'm I'm overjoyed whenever you join, man. It's always a pleasure. No doubt, no doubt. Uh, for BJ, who had to go handle business at the the eight, the eight, the nine, and nine, whatever you want to call his job, uh, Delonte. Jumped in for two segments. Hey, that's it for us, man. Have a good night. Sideline Junkies, out. Peace. We out of here. This has been another Sideline Junkies production. Sponsored by Anchor FM. For any questions, comments, or even if you have a show idea, you can always email the fellas. Sideline Junkies 24-7 at gmail.com. Junkies out.